For the final time in 2023, our longest standing correspondent here on the country. He's been with us since day dot almost in 1994. Chris Russell, our Aussie correspondent. Chris, we're looking back on the year across the ditch in 2023. What were the highlights? What were the lowlights? Away you go. Well, I think probably the, the low light for the government was losing that voice and it was a missed opportunity, that referendum we had deciding whether A, we'd recognise them in the Constitution, which everyone was in favour of them, but, but then what they lost was the idea that we should have a special, uh, almost like a House of Parliament where they would have a unique access to, to government and the executive. And that was thrown out convincingly by the people. And I think that was such a waste of money and not only was it a waste of money, but it ended up dividing the community when it was actually supposed to have the exact opposite. From an agricultural point of view, I think we've had a reasonable season, record cotton crops. But I was looking back at the cattle and the lamb prices over the year, and it's been a hell of a ride there. I mean, this time last year, um, we were at $6.20 per kilo live weight at Christmas last year for cattle. And as we close the markets this year, it's at $2.51. So that, that's a big drop. Uh, having said that, you know, we haven't seen that fully reflected in the supermarkets yet, so people aren't benefiting from that. Lamb, perhaps, also a drop, not quite as spectacular, $132 a head uh, at the beginning of the year, down to $82 a head now, as people predicted. And El Nino, which doesn't look like it's been quite as bad as um, what it could have been. Uh, I think the other star of this year, Jamie, was the breakdown in the trade negotiations between the EU and Australia, which was destined to replace the uh, you know the old agreements when before uh, we had um, the Britain withdraw from the EU. And in fact, unlike New Zealand, they just wouldn't accept what they were being offered, and they walked away from those agreements rather than take something which was just not going to be a great benefit to Australian farmers. So most people would say, "Good on." for doing that, Albo. Is Albo going to be toast in a couple of years or a year and a bit when you have your election? Look, I think uh, he is certainly gone down and the latest ratings show him for the first time on a two-party preferred basis to be slightly behind the coalition since the election. He's been well ahead. The two things he's done badly this year, I think he's spent way too much time away, um, you know, jet-setting around the world in his, uh, in his jet. Uh, and he's done a reasonable job on that international front, but people here are hurting with the cost of living and so on. So that's put him at a low, plus the loss of the voice was a massive downfall for him. So he's still not as far behind as you might have expected if they'd had someone in the coalition who was more popular. But unfortunately, Peter Dutton, despite the fact that he's had great arguments, he's really been arguing the unarguable, and that's all been working in his favour. People, for some reason, it's a bit like Tony Abbott, just don't like him, and he's just not really clambered as far up the popularity ladder as as uh, others might have. And uh, for that reason, I think it's still probably on the cusp, but there's a lot of work to do by Albo to get himself back up after the bad year he's had this year, Jamie. Now, sporting highlights. We'll have to exclude the Rugby World Cup and Eddie Jones from those, but you've come up with a great stat around Mitchell Stark because he went for more than $4 million in that IPL auction. So, sh- shoot, Chris. Yeah, well, you know, it's unbelievable. He's he's earned so much money in that. He's been awarded effectively 
$13,000 a ball for bowling in the IPL. $13,000 a ball. Now, that's two balls, and he's earned more money than he earns from playing an entire test match for Australia, which is, uh, in my view, almost almost ridiculous. But, um, but still, you know, he's just bought a $24 million house uh, with his wife, Alicia Healy, who's the captain of the Australian side. So one can't actually blame him for wanting to earn the money, and I guess it's a combination of years of work. But Pat Cummings, Mitchell Stark and Hazelwood are all uh, amazing bowlers. Hazelwood didn't get a bid, surprisingly, but, um, but both Cummings and Stark went for uh, a lot of money, 3.6 and 4.2 million. Um, and I think they'll enjoy reaping the benefit of that. Um, where that money comes from in IPL is just unbelievable. Hey, Chris, as a final word, I don't often pat Aussies on the back, but I must say, um, some of your sports people leave me a wee bit high and dry, but I must say your cricket captain, Pat Cummings, seems to be a man of great integrity. He is a, a man of integrity, and when he was first put in, you know, a fast bowler into that position, everyone sort of uh, rolled their eyes a bit and say, well, where's that going? But he, I think he's turned out to make some very smart decisions. You could say he's been lucky at times, but nonetheless, he's made some very smart decisions in his career. Winning the ODI World Cup this year was amazing. Hanging on to the Ashes, uh, also amazing. Uh, and now we're playing very well in, against Pakistan, beat them with a day to spare by 360 runs so he's had a great year he's got a great side but he's got the respect of his team and I think Australian cricket's as good as it's been in recent times. Definitely more likeable anyhow from a Kiwi point of view than uh, Davey Warner. Gotta go Chris, thanks for your contribution, we'll catch you back in the new year. Yeah, happy Christmas to everybody, it's been great working with you Jamie, look forward to a 2024 year. He is a trooper, what a champion, thank you Chris.